0: It's time for ball with ESPN's Tom Lugaville. The show presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign on at MyBookie.ag. And get that deposit bonus up to $1,000 with your initial deposit. That's code next round at MyBookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. What is up, Luke's? How are you?
1: I am good, man. Good to be back here this week leading up to uh, another... Uh, weekend. Well, next weekend, Monday would be a a bowl game for me, not this weekend. But how about this? I get to go on the recruiting visit with my son this weekend, so I'm fired up, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, you've covered a lot of recruiting to get doing your son, (laughs) yeah, right? Yeah,
1: Uh, I've been on one though since my own,
0: yeah. Well, that's true. A lot has changed since then. Let me go ahead and tell you. (laughs) Uh, you were at a a FCS game, I want to start there. It's not in the rundown, but I want to start at your FCS game because. It was a weird weather game. Like the wind was about as insane as you'll ever see it.
1: It's insane as I have ever seen it. As a player, as a coach, as a broadcaster. And I was in the booth. I wasn't on the field for this one. But when we arrived, I, I first of all, I could hear the wind outside in my hotel room. Like Ooh. early in the morning on Saturday morning. Ooh. I'm like, what is that? And I look outside and I mean, tr- trees are just doing this. So finally get to the stadium and I walk onto the field and the goalposts are going like this or going like that right and i'm like whoa this is serious so i go down on the field and i start talking to the kickers and the punters and they're all out there and i posted a couple of them on social media and i'm not kidding they would kick the ball and it would go straight up in the air and either go far right far left or drop straight down to the ground and they were only like 35 yards away and the temperature was i don't know 28 but it was about five with that wind because it was probably 35 to 40 mile an hour winds and they had the hot boxes on the sideline, did you see those?
0: I have never seen this in my life. It was basically I, a storage unit, right?
1: Yeah, it was like a pod yeah. with, that was heated, and you could fit like 10 to 12 guys in there at one time. So the offense would go on the off the field, they'd go get in the box for a little bit. The defense would go on the field, then they'd, then they'd all switch. By the way, with that wind, not one team scored a single point going into the north end zone. They could oh, barely wow. cross a 50-yard line, actually. it was yeah. It was almost impossible.
0: Yeah, basically nothing awesome, but great Nothing but runs. Yeah, wild, yeah. wild, uh, wild game. Uh, the FCS playoffs are fun. I hope um, the FBS playoffs, uh, the, the college football playoff, is that on steroids. I mean, yeah. I, I think we see the potential of it when you see the FCS
1: playoffs. There is no question. And I think as you look at these matchups, I feel strongly that it's like the first time we've really ever truly gone into this where you're not expecting a blowout in any semifinal game. And outside of really two college football playoff iterations, every one of those semifinal games have been either a blowout blowout or a pull-away blowout. So I don't see that with these four teams. So we'll
0: discuss these over the next couple of weeks. We're we're, we're going to flip-flop, and and you'll see what we're doing here, obviously, because this week we're going to start with Alabama's offense and Michigan's defense. When Alabama has the ball and Michigan is on defense, I believe it is safe to say Michigan has not seen a Jalen Milrow this year. What's the closest thing they've seen to a Jalen Milrow?
1: There, there isn't one i would not yeah. only say that they haven't seen a jalen millro they really haven't seen a true runner even one that's less talented than, right. than jalen millro they've been very fortunate with the style of quarterback that's been in that league that they haven't had to go in with the mindset of okay well what happens if they get one plus on us in the box because the quarterbacks a runner?" they've never had to ask that question and they're gonna have to ask it a lot in this in this matchup and i That's what makes it really, really intriguing because the offensive front has improved for Alabama. I think the run game with the running backs has improved for Alabama. Then you add the combination of designated runs, which you and I have talked about since August with this offense, and they weren't doing it early on, and you're going to have the improvisational plays. We get that. But I'm talking about the ones where they're saying, all right, our running backs are going to become our blockers, our tight ends are going to become our blockers, and our quarterbacks are lead runners. And that just puts so, as we talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks, the strain that it puts on you is is difficult because you have to change how you cover the back end because the numbers change on you. So the question is, and this is where a Michigan, an Alabama, a Georgia, I think uh, Ohio State to some degree, Texas right now, there are some, a very few teams in college football that can line up and go to end about just every game they play and say. We think we can control the line of scrimmage with five in the box, six max, four down linemen, and not have to pressure, not have to add an extra hat. And against 98% of the people they play, you probably can. Now, I don't know if that's the case when you're putting good on good, right? I, I think that you're going to have to come up with some answer for that. If so I look,
0: Yeah, I look at Michigan's defense, and, and we'll just talk uh, against the pass. They're number two in the nation. And the numbers look really good. If you dig a little bit deeper, and I'm going to ask you if the tape backs this up, if the tape backs up number two in the nation. Because when I look at it and I say, okay, well, who have they played? They've played two top 50 passing attacks, Maryland and Ohio State. Half of their schedule is 100th or worse in passing. Oh, offense. Yeah. You know, the Iowas and Penn States and, and, and people like that of the world. So am I able to get, if I watch on tape with a trained eye, am I able to get past those stats that say, no, 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 no. The principles are still good. The dynamics are still good. The players are still studs. Number two in the nation is not a lie just based
1: on opponents. Everything that you just said about their players, their scheme, their effort, their execution is 100% correct. The problem is is the ranking is skewed because nobody's challenged them in that area because they haven't been capable. So I do think that the ranking is reflective of who they've played. I do think that the Big Ten is really, really down. Quarterback play is subpar at best. Um, You know, you look at all the heat that, you know, Kyle McCord, you know, took all year. He actually had a a pretty good year statistically for a first year starter. And that's by far the best quarterback that they had had played. But again, not a runner. Yeah, he's not a runner. And so, yeah, I think that's skewed. But I, I don't think it takes away from how talented they are, how well they execute, how few penalties they garner. And they don't turn the ball over and they force turnovers. I mean, that's the recipe.
0: Yeah. If you had to guess, do you think Jalen Milrow leads Alabama in rushing or one of Alabama's running backs leads Alabama in
1: rushing? I think the answer to that question is going to depend on improvisational play. Yeah. If you just asked me that and said, okay, he's going to be a part of the run game, but they're going to be able to tie him down and not let him scramble and take off and run for 20, then I'd say running back. Yeah. But I, I, I think... If you're Michigan, you're probably saying, Hey, listen, are we gonna shut this guy down? Probably not. Could we limit him? Could we try to lessen the exposure? Yeah, but I don't think I you know, is he gonna have a 20 yard run and maybe a 30 yard run, maybe a 15 yard run, and maybe have four or five, six, seven, eight yard run? Probably so. I mean, that's yeah. just that's just how he plays.
0: But you know, I I said it on our show earlier this week. If Jalen Milrow had 50 rush yards. Mm-hmm. You would say, okay, if you're Michigan, you can live with that. However, if in those 50 rush yards, three of them pick up a first down that extends a drive and maybe one of them is a touchdown, you know, all of a sudden the 50 doesn't matter. Those are massive plays. So massive some of it is situational way. too, you know?
1: Yeah, and what, if, and what if those 50 yards just come on three plays?
0: Yeah, yeah, you never like know. It, it didn't right. take
1: 12 plays to get to 50 yep. yards. And so that's the other thing because now you're going to be talking about explosive plays, which is right. something Michigan does not routinely give up.
0: Um, Let's talk about Washington and Texas after I remind you the show is presented by mybookie.ag. Code next round at mybookie.ag. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. But when you use code next round, you will get that initial sign-on bonus. You make your initial deposit. They match it up to $1,000 when you use code next round at mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Mybookie.ag. Code next round. Also, manscaped.com. Giving season is coming up. This is the handyman. It's the compact portable razor, works great on the road or at home. Add in the beard hedger, the weed whacker that takes care of the nose hair and the ear hair. The lawnmower takes care of the full body and the undercarriage. They're great boxer shorts. They mail body products all at manscaped.com. And because you watch ball, you can use my last name, Brown 20. That is Brown 20 and get 20% off your initial order at manscaped.com with code Brown 20. Some would say, and I'm interested how close this is to being true that this game, Washington and Texas, might match the best pass protection offensive line against the best defensive front in America. Is that a discussion?
1: It's, it's absolutely a discussion. In fact, I think that's the game within the game. Yeah. First half of the season, it's bombs away, explosive plays in the air. For Washington. second half of the season, much more balanced. All of a sudden, here comes Dylan Johnson. They're able to run the football. Um, now people have to look to defend the run. They can't just sit back and say, hey, we got to limit these explosive plays. The question is, can Washington run the football against Texas? I know they want to. I don't think this is about pass protection. I I think it's about whether or not Washington becomes one-dimensional because they just flat out – they they haven't even faced close to the two defensive tackles that are playing side-by-side on that interior front for Texas
0: all year long, maybe
1: in the last two years. So – it's going to be tough sledding. How patient are they? They stick with it. They get a couple of negative plays, or they get spooked, and all of a sudden, hey, this is us, We're going to start throwing it, which is exactly what Texas would want them to do. They'd want them to become one-dimensional because then they'd tee off in some of their pressure packages. So I, this game, to me, I think it has so much intrigue because the explosive plays that Washington just routinely produces kind of attacks the one area of scrutiny that Texas has on defense, and then that's their back end particularly on the outside at the, at the corners down the middle of the safety. They're really, really stout, really good players, but they, they've had some shots, you know, they've had some people that once they've gotten the ball off, there's been some open targets. And so, you know, how, how, how do you disrupt Michael Penix Can you get them off platform? Can you get them off schedule, especially if they can't run it? I, I, I have a hard time believing that Washington's just going to be able to line up and run the ball between the tackles at Texas.
0: Yeah. You've seen a lot of Texas this year, so you've watched, you've watched them on film. I'll ask you the same question I asked about Alabama. What has Texas seen that is close to Michael Penix? And a lot of people say, oh, they played Alabama Jalen Milrow. That was very early Jalen Milrow before he developed into what he is now. What is the closest they have seen to a Michael Penix-like quarterback on that schedule?
1: Probably Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, um, time. Ty- you know, everything about the offense is anticipor- anticipatory traits um being decisive getting the ball to your hand layering the football to all three layers of the, of the field on the back end and and so much of it is michael Penix, dylan gabriel i, I think was another one they get rid of the ball so fast that y- it can frustrate the defense right yeah. and so um and texas lost that game and and obviously they could have they had a lot of different ways to win it but they lost that game so i do think um you know, the one thing that helps Texas because they have faced the Dylan Gabriel is Michael Penix isn't a runner. He's not going to take off on him like Dylan yeah. Gabriel did.
0: Yeah. And that burned them a little bit in the Red River Oh, game. yeah. Especially yeah, late. Uh, yeah, especially late on that final drive. Uh, You know, Kalen DeBoer is just one of those coaches, though, that just seems to get the best out of his quarterback. I mean, wherever he's been, I don't know what his magic is. The guy knows how to coach quarterbacks, though.
1: It's unbelievable. I I I think I've told you this. I forget, but just having had, having had Michael Penix, our broadcast crew twice a year after he got hurt, had that magical year when Kalen DeBoer was the offense coordinator, and we all walked away from that stadium. We're like, "That's the worst quarterback we have seen (laughs) all year long," and there wasn't even a close second. And I know, and he was supposed to be healthy. Right. I don't know if his psyche was healthy. Like I think that was. I think he was so broken down physically and he lost his confidence, and then they weren't very good around him, and everything just started crumbling to the ground. And he gets back with the right guy, a guy that believes in him, with good players around him, and all of a sudden, we've seen a totally different player over the last two years.
0: So next week on ball, we'll flip it around. We'll talk about the Michigan offense against the Bama defense. All we'll right. talk about the Texas offense against the Washington defense and preview those other two sides of the ball. We're about to uh, get it We're just going to spin the wheel. I don't even know where he's going to go. I'm going to ask him. Right. The best of the rest bowl games. Any bowl games that he's like, I love this matchup. Ball is the show. He is ESPN's Tom Luke, and Bill. It's presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round. When you sign on there, you make your initial deposit. They give you a deposit match up to $1,000. That's when you use code next round at MyBookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. MyBookie.ag. Code next round. Also, don't forget Roback Apparel. They've got the best softest. Uh, hoodies, quarter zips, golf shirts, great pants, crew necks. T-shirts, long sleeves, all of that right there at Roback.com. Roback.com, code TNR20 at Roback.com to save 20% off your initial order. That is Roback.com, code TNR20. All right, so we've talked about two games, the two semifinal games, but we got a plethora of other bowl games. You could go anywhere you want on the board. Give me a bowl game that interests you.
1: Well, let me preface it by saying this. I think what's happened over the last four to five years, and maybe even going further back once we implemented the college football playoff, is you have to ask yourself this question. Who actually wants to play? Like, oh, who's motivated, right? Yeah. We, for so long now, have made everything about whether or not you make the college football playoff. And if you don't, it's like, ah, darn it, we didn't make it. And now yeah. you're sitting there, and you have teams when the Rose Bowl is not one of the playoff games. But, like, I remember was it last year or whatever, they didn't make the national, uh, the college football playoffs, so it's like, oh, we got to go play in the Rose Bowl. It's like what? You used you know, to I mean, that's, beg for that, yeah. Yeah, and it's just that part bothers me a little bit. Yeah. So I do think a lot of it is is motivational. For example, um, uh, I think Florida State and Georgia is a great example of this for both teams, right? Um, which Florida State will show up? Which Georgia will show up? Will that's Florida right. State play in a manner? and which allows the, com- the the committee to say, see, right? I mean, that I can't believe – that would be not – my number one focus as a player would be that right there. Right. We cannot – we have to prove the committee wrong, all right? So I want to see if Florida State brings their best because they got the absolute worst draw of anybody in any bowl game, I think, uh, across the country because I, I do think they're outmanned. Um, and so I'm very interested in that one. I'm super interested in – the NC state, Kansas state game.
0: Interesting. Um, okay. You
1: know, you, you lose Will Howard at Kansas yep. state, Avery Johnson is I think going to be a college football phenom. There's a reason why he played as a true freshman, even though the guy returning won the big 12 championship. And there's a reason why that guy left, right? He could see the writing on the wall and then NC state and Dave Dorn. I mean, they're looking to get 10 wins and, yeah. and had played really, if they would have played early in the season, the way they played late in the season, they would have been in the ACC championship game. And, they just didn't get it done at certain spots early. So I I think that matchup um is, is interesting. I think the Cotton Bowl is intriguing. And the reason why is again, motivation for Ohio State. What are they going to do at quarterback? And that pesky that pesky Missouri team that everybody wants to just discount and disregard yep. and they just keep showing up and playing good, right? I mean, yep. the storylines in that game between Truman state transfer and Luther Burden being on the same field at the same time. Like you scratch your head, like that doesn't work, that doesn't calculate, right? So every time somebody is, has tried to doubt them, they've risen to the occasion. I think they're gonna be hungry is all get out no doubt. to play in to play in that cotton bowl. And you know, I think again, motivation history has shown us that when the power five team that gets a New year six happens to fall into the group of five selection. It doesn't often bode well. Auburn can tell you that. Florida State can tell you that. And now you get an undefeated Liberty team. I know the Conference USA was terrible this year. But that team, if you're Oregon, like, are you going to come in and just think you can beat them because they're Liberty and they're a group of five team, Or are you going to have to show up and play?
0: Uh, Those are all great questions. I would go back to the Missouri-Ohio State game. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I do think you know the motivation for Missouri, and I find that one fascinating. Because Ohio State, first of all, they got the opt-outs. Who knows a Marvin Harrison? But I mean, if you're Missouri, you did not start this season envisioning yourself playing. Uh, if you're Ohio State, did not start this season envisioning yourself playing Missouri in a bowl game. It is no. going. To, I know. I know. I know. It's an SEC team, but in their minds, in their views, it's a lower-tier SEC team. Yes. Whereas, if I'm Missouri oh, my gosh, when do I get an opportunity to play this helmet on this field and get a win over Ohio State? You just don't often get that opportunity to play on
1: Missouri. You you kind of get the feeling that Missouri is taking on the, George, the group of five role. Yep, yep. Right? A little bit. And um, Yeah, and so – and, you know, Ohio State, depending on Marvin Harris, and we already know what's going on with uh, with Kyle McCormick, but like it's almost like they're going to be fielding next year's team in this game. Yeah. Yeah. right depending on who plays who doesn't play and maybe a lot of fresh faces i know they're deep i know they're talented but missouri's going to be motivated um right listen I, I i think that most we did the capital 1 bowl mania show on espn on sunday night in bristol right. and you, you know you got a list we got to pick you got to pick the winners if you're not familiar yep. with it yep. and then you got to give a confidence score right so whatever 1 through 42 of the bowls and it, the lower the number the least amount of confidence you have in your selection that this team's going to win or that team's going to win The problem is, and I went through it about a week out, prepared to to host the show. And it was like seven and five versus seven and five, six and six versus six and six. Then it was nine and three versus nine and three. It's like, it was one of the hardest exercises I've ever had to do because I didn't have confidence in any of
0: it. I I know that that's absolutely right. And I remember years ago, I did one of those Luke's and I'm either misread or misunderstood the confidence. And I did it opposite. Like my most confident was number one, and it was <laughs> so. All of a sudden, I've got everything reversed. It was a complete total mess, and I actually think I ended up doing okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. believe
1: it or not. And that was before. See, now what screws it up too is you, we still don't know who's playing and who's not. Playing. I know, I know. We still we like we still don't know about NFL declarations and some opt outs, and so I l- listen. I, I don't know. I again, and that's why I go back. Motivation's a big deal. Like if you're Northwestern, yeah, you're motivated. One and eleven to seven and five let's go, right? I mean, that is, that's something. You know, if, if you're a Bowling Green playing against the Big Ten Minnesota, that's something, yeah. you know? And so you kind of hope that the other programs that are have been up there will show up and play the same way.
0: All right, so let me ask you about a couple of quarterbacks on the move in the transfer portal. I want to start with Dylan Gabriel at Oregon, and I'll ask you this question. I, you know, I don't know what Oregon's spot is in the Big Ten, right? Okay. I don't know how they'll look as a Big Ten team. Um, but when I look around the Big Ten, is there a chance Oregon has got the best quarterback to start the year next year in the Big Ten? There absolutely,
1: is. Wow, There no doubt is, and um, and that tells you kind of it's reflective of the Big Ten this year and yeah. and how down it, it it was. And you know, I think listen, as we've seen with Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, all these common denominators of these sixty-year guys that have played a ton of football, it's it's no surprise they're playing their best football, right? Right. So now he's going to go to Oregon. And I thought, I thought uh, Oklahoma had really good personnel this year on offense, much better than they had last year. But I think Oregon's going to as well. And the guy is so good at getting the ball out of his hand, and he's so good at accurately anticipating throws and spots of the field that uh, I think he's the most plug-and-play portal player that there is in America right now.
0: What about um, Riley Leonard going to Notre Dame? Uh, is it upgrade from Sam Hartman? Downgrade? Same grade? I mean, what 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 do you go from Sam Hartman to Riley Leonard? You're doing what?
1: It's it's a different grade because yeah. they're at such different stages of their career, and Sam Hartman's nowhere near the athlete that Riley Leonard is. So Riley Leonard's going to bring that dynamic to the offense that Notre Dame hasn't had in years, right? And yeah. make them more difficult to defend. I thought it was really important that Notre Dame went out and got Bo Collins to aid in the in the wide receiving court, because that's an area that Notre Dame's just not very good. They don't have a lot of great weapons, so they got to improve there around him. But the one thing about Riley Leonard, and I noticed this in our first game, which, gosh, it seems like it was.
0: I know. It seems like yesterday, and it seems like 10 years ago. Yeah.
1: Exactly. It's a strange <laughs> thing. We're sitting in the room with Riley Leonard, and you know, start off 4-0, then he gets right. hurt. Things start crumbling. They had other injuries. But you're sitting in the room with him, and he's so precocious and naive that he has no idea what's coming for him when it comes to near the completion of his college career, what's going to happen from an NFL perspective. And so I think his ceiling is so much different than Sam's was like Sam had max. What you see with Sam is exactly what you get. We haven't scratched the surface yet of what I think we could see from Riley Leonard. Uh,
0: Those are just a couple of quarterbacks in the portal. We'll flip around those matchups in the semifinals next week. Talk more about bowl games and, who knows what will happen in the portal between now and then? You don't He's want to, like, you don't want to talk.
1: Well, you don't want to talk more quarterbacks in the portal, man. So let me let me throw this out to you. because I okay. just got done. I just got done writing a piece. It's on the front page of VSPN.com right now. On ten portal quarterbacks, it turned in yesterday, so it was before Riley Leonard made right. his move. Um, but it was basically ten portal quarterbacks, and what would be a good destination in terms of scheme and fit and all those sorts yeah, of things? Yeah, yeah. So I started looking around at the schools that are out there. If you're like a – if you're a pocket passer, right, if you're Kyle McCord, you're Tyler Van Dyke, um, whoever you want to – name a guy. It could have been Riley Leonard. It could have been anybody. Um, why are you not banging down the door of the Louisville Cardinals?
0: Yeah, go play with like L- yeah.
1: Louisville should be the hottest destination spot right now for all of those quarterbacks in the portal because all that guy has done is win – at yep. every level, with high-level quarterback play, he's prepared guys for the NFL, and you explode off the off the charts. And there's guys in the portal right now that are a lot more talented than Jack Plummer is.
0: Yeah, if you so, watch if you watched one minute of the ACC championship game, you're like, I can go win that job, <laughs> right?
1: And they got good players, like, yeah. And that that scheme is tried and true. And I kept pointing that out with some of these guys that I was kind of painting the picture of their skill set, why they would fit here, why you know we were talking about Cam Ward or you know. I don't understand the whole DJ Liangalala thing. I think Liangalale thing, I think what you see is what you get. Um, yeah. and so and I'm sitting there going, I'm like, dude, these guys need to be calling Louisville.
0: That's a good point.
1: It's a good point. Listen
0: to Lugabille. This guy knows what he's talking about, man. <laughs> you gotta be an agent. Uh all right, he is ESP and stop the show presented by mybookie.ag. Code next round when you sign on there at mybookie.ag, they will match that initial deposit up to one thousand dollars. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, mybookie.ag, code next round to get that deposit match, mybookie.ag, code next round. All right, Luca Bill, we'll see you next week on Ball. All right, thank you, buddy.